It's less than I left now, because I got this giant thing, and I use this to bleach things. Because that's the right way to do it. You gotta bleach everything now. Now. Bleach time. Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer and a guy who uh, uses a 1 to 100 solution to bleach things. Thank you, yeah. thank you. And uh, hello to all you cool cats and kittens. We've got an exciting show for you tonight. It's time for Ask Engineer. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. for like over a decade we've been doing this the show. The longest running live engineering show like on the internet. And um, although many of us are separated by physical distance, we come together every single week no matter what. Uh, Lady Aid and I have... We half, live together. Half so a day, okay. yeah. So for the folks who've never seen it, don't worry. We're we're allowed to be next to each other. Yeah, um, we uh, spend half our day uh, in meetings and helping our teams, and then we're part of a staggered shift where we go to the Adafruit factory and we're making PPE, we're making essential electronics and more. Um, the city had asked us to help out. The state had asked us to help out. Uh, we are deemed essential business, and we are here to uh, do the show. And then we will just go right back to the factory. You saw me. I was in my gear. Um, I, all do, I also do some cleaning uh, every night as well. That's so, right. So um, before we get started and tell you what's on the show, uh, just a couple notes. We're still operating during this time. Um, that jerk virus, we're going to beat it. Um, we do want to let you know it is uh, fine for people to order on our website. We have all sorts of things that says that we're prioritizing orders for uh, frontline workers, for healthcare professionals and more. But if you order right now, it's okay. It will ship eventually. So this is one of the things that we, we have time between and when we're waiting for the essential orders that we can do that. So we're going from this to, to this. Yeah. So uh, all of our team, staggered shifts, glove, mask, daily temperature taken, fever scanners. bleach solution. Yeah, we do a very strict regime. Uh, we also... Uh, Make sure we're smart. Everybody is separated very far. The other thing is um, we have our own contact tracer that we use. There's a lot of things that we're doing. And if you order, you'll notice there's like one of two quotes. This is my favorite quote right now. Adversity is revealing of character. And uh, Bruce Sterling told this to me um, when I was uh, talking to him. I actually needed someone to talk to, and he was uh, helpful. He gave me some, some nice words, and I was thinking about it. And uh, we're here to help you, and uh, thank you for allowing us to help New York City. Your orders do help. If you want to help us, you can always use the gift certificates because you buy them now and you can use them later. But Good like forever. I said, you can um, start to place your orders. Uh, we'll get to them eventually. You can also get a plus account on Adafruit.io. You can get an Adabox. We'll be shipping Not very soon. Not a lot of signups. And then if you want, we're also doing engineering services and logistics help for a variety of companies. It supports Many of the people here, this is a photo from Ada Lovelace Day. This was not taken yesterday. This was not taken last week. This was taken September of last year. So guy on Twitter, don't say, you're going to do gross. Uh, don't say that um, because it is a photo that was not taken today. Um, but that's what we're doing, and that's what we're going to keep doing. We just don't stop. Yeah, we're not going to stop. And um, we have a lot of things going on tonight, so uh, I should probably... Let's get to it. Get to it. On tonight's show, we have... All the participants on the show and tell Lady Ada will talk about all the projects, the people, and more. We got some JP's workshop. I'm going to show some sneak peek videos. We also have a Make Code Minute. We have a massive, amazing Python on hardware video newsletter. 
We have some time travel, look back in the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, current events, things that are going on and more. Some main New York City factory footage and also things that are going on for manufacturers in New York, which including uh, Adafruit and more. Got some 3D printing. And Pedro are back. We have um, Ion MPI brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit. This is an exciting one. We have some new products. That's right. We're not stopping. We have some top secret, and then we're going to answer your questions, but you can start to go to Discord now, adafruit.it slash Discord, and join all 18,000 of us there. 18,000 of us there. Join us, and you can ask your questions. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Okay. Sweet. A little bit of a programming note, uh, APM, this is Ask an Engineer, every single week on Wednesday. And then Wednesdays we're doing ask, uh, Show and Tell, 7 p.m., uh, full, full hour, every single week now people share their projects all around the world every week Lydia who's on the show and tell and what did they share this week we had a bunch of people on show and tell starting off with Matt from the Raspberry Pi Foundation wanted to give people an update about some cool stuff that the Raspberry Pi Foundation is doing to help kids and adults learning at home while they're you know quarantined or have work stay um, at home orders go to rpf.io slash home for code along videos new content tutorials uh every monday there's a new stuff that comes out so please yeah. go to rpfio slash home chances are you have a raspberry pi that's that right. you can use to follow along with these projects i think sonic pi is this week's yeah. project so make music and i've known matt for years all the work that the raspberry pi foundation is always delightful and wonderful and i'm so happy that matt's going to do some guest blogging on the adafruit site to get the word out about these things yes. so look for that on the adafruit blog coming soon all right uh, I'll check that out too. All right, Kevin from DigiKey is also still working at home. I want to give a big shout out to the warehouse staff. They're also working safe, working far apart, um, but lots of orders still coming in. People making electronics, um, you know, doing DIY biohacking to you know help people keep track of their health, uh, but also just keeping you know the country running. We do a lot of engineering in this country, and so they they're shipping parts uh, same day if you order before 8 p.m. I think Central Time. Um, he also showed off a Clue plus Kitronic temperature sensing ring. So we took a, a micro bit accessory, plugged a Clue into it, wrote some Circuit Python code, and uh, made a temperature monitor. So he's having fun playing with the Clue. And next up, he's going to make a claw machine. Uh, then we had some people from around the world that are Adafruit folks. JP showed off his Badot, not Bado, I guess. TTY demo, a clue with a speaker controlling a TTY display and printing out characters. Uh, super cool retro technology uh, brought back to life. Colin had a copper uh, sheet radio from like the 50s. Uh, he showed it off, he got it on eBay and he's been restoring it. Um, he also showed off his cat. Erin has been making uh, plastic crystals. Uh, it's a tutorial that she wrote uh, about a year ago, and it's still very popular. You can make these beautiful crystals, uh, great for cosplay or um, props or any time where you want something that looks like a crystal, but you don't want to actually spend a couple hundred dollars on a crystal. They look very realistic. She's also 3D printing uh, sand dollars for crowns. She's going to make like a crown, mermaid crown with these sand dollars. Uh, uh, Phil B. Paint Your Dragon uh, has been um, writing a advanced uh, dithering painting, uh, light painting rig for the clue, um, seeing how far you can push CircuitPython. Uh, check out for a guide coming soon. Keep, uh, sorry, stay tuned for a guide coming soon. Melissa uh, built up a Prusa 3D printer and added a 3D, uh, added a um, 
like 1515, like 2020 uh, extrusion um, holder for the filament. Brian got a cool coaster that's also tube radio and built it up. Uh, so he's got a headphone amplifier made from tubes um, that looks really cool. Now Pedro uh, made a slim case for the Clue based off of an existing micro bit case. Uh, we'll show the video later. Uh, Liz uh, has been making more progress on her BLE MIDI Metallophone. So it's going to be playing. And now it plays two notes, more notes coming, and Noe is also helping out with the 3D printed parts for that. Dan uh, wanted to write some AVR low-level code without Arduino and made a countdown timer. And Jim showed off a full feather-powered Arduino smartphone. Like it, had, it looks just like those fancy smartphones you can buy for a couple hundred bucks, but made fully with Arduino code. It has a touch screen and everything um, 3D printed. It looks awesome. You can even send text messages. So that's who we had on show and tell. Great, all participants on the show and tell, good. And as you know, show and tell sticker, one we're shipping the stickers again, yeah. which will be very soon. So please keep coming on the show and tell and we will get you a sticker. Um, it's part of our Adafruit live series of shows. Uh, JP's show is tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern time. And here is a bit of a preview of what JP's gonna show this week. And then every single week on Tuesdays, we have the Make Code Hour with JP, and we also have a Make Code Minute. Take it away, JP. For the Make Code Minute today, what I wanted to do was build a Circuit Playground Express project that would allow me to record a sequence of button presses and then have it played back. So, uh, what I have is a switch on the Circle Pattern Express that puts me into record mode or play mode. So I'll go into record mode, and that clears a sort of record buffer. And now I'm just going to press the buttons in, in an order. So red, red, blue, blue, blue. Now I'll switch over to playback mode, and I'll press the A and B buttons, and it'll play red, red, blue, blue, blue. Let's take a look at how this works. Uh, this function here is what I'm using to light things up. Uh, so I'm, I'm calling that either the left side or the, the right side. Uh, and then this is what happens when I move the switch. When I go to the uh, switch with the left, I set the record state to false. I blank all of the pixels and I turn off the red LED. When I head over to the right, I'm going to turn on that LED. I'm going to create a new array. So I essentially rebuild this array every time. And it's an empty array, so it doesn't have any data in it and it doesn't have any particular length. Um, I set a variable called pattern length to zero, so that's how long that array is at the moment. And I set this record state to true. Now what happens is when I press either the A button or the B button, these do essentially the same thing. If I'm in the record state, and I press the A button, we'll call that uh, light half of zero or one, so which, which side gets lit up. And then I'm adding an item to this array. So this pattern list array gets a value set at whichever index number we're on. We start at the first one or zero. Uh, and we set that to a zero, which stands for the left half, and I'm using a one to stand for the right half. 
and then we increase the pattern length by one. Uh, so then when I wanna play this back, I'll press the A and B buttons together using this button A, B click, and then it just reads through each item in that array calling that light half. So the same way I'm lighting them when I press it, it reuses that same function, but this time it's just marching its way through this array. Uh, and so this is a way that you can create a pattern recorder that could be used for a lot of different things. In this case, I'm using it for lights. And uh, that is your Make Code Minute. All right. So tomorrow, JP show. Tuesdays, the Make Code Show with JP. Um, tune in and watch it. Um, we're going to move things around a little bit tonight. So we have an a excellent Python on Hardware newsletter. Yeah. It's massive this week. So I'm going to move that to the end of the show so we can get through all the other video things that we have first. Yep. So for the folks that are watching, that's going to be a little bit later on in the show. And then what we do every week is we have a standalone version of all these videos as well for some of the segments. Yeah, the newsletter was like we beefy have, this we week. Ha yeah, we have, we have a lot going on tonight. So, that's what I'm, so I'm moving stuff around. Um, okay. Let's hit time travel. All right. See, I'm allowed to. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm allowed to move. Travel. I'm moving things around. You can't just um, move I wanted to tell a little bit of story. So, uh, starting on like March 16th, uh, as we had already uh, scaled back Adafruit operations, we were mm -hmm. doing reduced occupancy. We had closed Adafruit um, mm -hmm. for the most part for most operations, um, and we got ahead of any of the uh, national and even state and city directives. And then right after that, um, we got inquiries about helping out with ventilators, helping out with essential electronics, helping out with making uh, PPE for the city, helping out um, a lot of your time was requested. And one consistent person through a lot of this was Saul Griffith. Uh, Saul, uh, you know him from MIT. I've been 15 years. A lot yeah. of people know Saul, uh, Saul Griffith, PhD, also known in the um, scientific circles, also known in the maker circles. and. Uh, Oddly enough, uh, you know, here we are going through this, and uh, Saul was so helpful behind the scenes doing so many um, things with the people writing the code for the ventilators, organizing things, making connections, doing all the things. Uh, I, I just know that every, every email group that was doing the smart things that solved so many solutions, Saul was on it and had a hand in it. And so um, I check my email. I'm, I'm getting getting close to checking email on a regular basis. Yeah. Again, I check it second by second, but I just have to like, okay, I'll get back yeah, to that later. Yeah. So, um, of course, you know, in the middle of all this, uh, Saul has been working on a book. And yeah. it's called Climate Emergency Break Glass. And um, one of the themes from it, so they have some sample chapters. Okay. And I thought that was neat what Saul was saying because so much of it applies to our current situation yeah. that we're in. Yes, there's probably a lot of uh, information that's like, hey, like if we don't treat our planet well, you're going to get pandemics. That's one piece mm -hmm. um, that I think that's interesting. Um, and, but in the sample chapters, um, and this is before the release, one of the things that I thought was neat is, you know, you, w when, you, when, you have, when there's a fire, you break the glass to get the tool. Yeah. And that's kind of what this is right now. Like what tools do we want in the toolbox when we have to break the glass? Mm -hmm. Looking back in the last month, the tools that we didn't have was PPE for everyone. We didn't have ventilators for everyone. We didn't have a lot of things that we had to like really move fast. And so when there's a crisis, don't let it go to waste. Like yeah. what are the things? What can we learn? From yeah. It? yeah. So um, if you haven't already, um, please check it out. 
He's such um, a smart thinker, and he's a really good explainer, too. Yeah, so if you want to check it out, you can go to the website. It's called breakglassbook.com, and um, I had a little bit of time. I don't have time, but I used that time to read this, so I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Saul, Other Lab, and all the folks that are um, working on this. Read the chapters and also pre-order the book. Yeah. Um, okay, next up. We did two Desk of Ladyatas this week. We did Desk of Ladyata using JLPCB for prototypes and Ladyata Reverse Engineer's Fever Scanner. So if you're interested in those types of things, I think the one that the community seemed to like the most was the uh, making PCBs with JLPCB. Which is something I just had to do that night anyway. I was like, i got to yeah. send out my PCBs. So JLPCB was in the chat. Naomi Wu was in the chat. Pyromoroni was in the chat. Unexpected Maker was in the chat. It was Where's a maker. Yeah, it was a maker uh, bonanza. And then uh, also Scott did a deep dive um, DigiKey unboxing earlier in the week. So I want to give a shout out to Scott for that as well. Good idea. And this is some of our you know our live shows are growing. So um, yeah, we're definitely going to do like another two Descaladiatas this week. Yeah, we're like probably we're back. We're back on our bullshit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our time travel week. But I also want to talk about some open source hardware. We're an open source hardware company. And you know how April, I know for sure? So this is the tweet that we did today. Out of the 597 certified open source hardware projects, Adafruit now has 148 of those projects. Thank you, Michael. And the entire team there. And um, we have hundreds more being certified. Yeah. So right now we're about 24.79% of all the cool. certified open source hardware projects. Yeah. We'll have another 300 or so certified in there. Um, some folks in the community are calling it April, uh, Adafruit, Adafruit, April. Adafruit April. I'm saying Adafruit April may never stop. And so what we want to do is get all our open source hardware out there. There's a lot of reasons for that. One, and uh, you can kind of see uh, the two different, you know, two different worlds that are happened before. A couple people in the community. Dude on Twitter, same type thing. Hey, you should really certify your stuff. You guys didn't certify your stuff. You're not really open source hardware. Cool. Now I don't even. Yeah, it's like too many. No, no, it's the same guy. I don't know if it's the same guy. Same guy. We should change the rules so Adafruit doesn't have all the certified open source hardware in there. So what's cool is no matter what happens to any of us, this hardware is certified. Our intentions are clear. All the hardware's up. All the software's up. So um, we're gonna keep doing this. Uh, we have, like I said, 100 and basically 150 so certified about half boards. Of them are certified so yeah, far. and then we have another 300 on the way. Um, it's pending for the open hardware folks, uh, the Ashra folks, to yeah. certify it. And then once they do, it shows up on the website. And so, um, thank you everyone who worked on this, especially Dylan on our team. Thank We've been you, doing Dylan. This, um, during this time, working so hard. So now, not only it's because we have 2,000 and. Um, 2,187 guides, but, but we have the most open source hardware projects from any company in the world right now. It's probably going to change because everyone's going to rally and someone's going to want to beat that number. Good. 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 So, um, Come and get me. Yeah, so let's uh, talk about the guides this week. Okay. Uh, let me pop up the guides. Okay. So um, we had, uh, I think from last week, the RGB LED matrices with Circuit Python guide. That's by Jepler. Um, if you get the latest release 5.3.0, which actually just came out, um, we have RGB LED matrix support, so which is it's really cool. Um, it's pretty flexible about what pins you use as long as they're on a single port. Um, the guide shows some examples. Um, and you can uh, use display I.O. to drop uh, text, icons, bitmaps, shapes, cursors, whatever you want. It's like a full graphical system. But on RGB LED matrices, um, those popular Hub 75 compatible um, displays that you can get out of ten dollar 
purses or you know you can pick them up from Adafruit if you want to support us. Um, and we're adding STM32 support soon, so uh, that guide will even be updated in a week or two. Erin had that guide, um, her your very first power switch relay project. Uh, I don't know how to solder. Not a problem. Don't even have soldering irons. You just need like some wire and maybe a screw or two uh, to screw the wire in, uh, and you can make a sensor-controlled power uh, switch. Um, Nan Pedro published their Pi Badge thermal camera case. This is uh, based off of a project for the software that we published a couple weeks ago. Um, it's such a cool thermal camera that they decided to make a, a camera case, and we have the video showing that off. Brent um, got inspired by um, a guide that we saw on a project we saw on Reddit that used a Raspberry Pi to make a quarantine clock. Um, so it tells you like approximately what time it is. Um, so we remade it with a Pi Portal. It uses the internet to get the time, so it's always like perfect time, even though it's approximate. It tells you about what time it is and the date, which is all you need to know these days. Carter um, made a Circuit Python uh, Clue I Ching caster. Uh, so these are kind of neat. You get hexagrams of yin and yang, uh, and then you can read up about um, what the the casting means, what how it interprets your life. Uh, this is a really cool project. Um, uh, Nan Pedro also published a slim clue case. We'll have a video about that. Uh, it's inspired from a micro bit case that they saw online. John Park uh, made a pulse oximeter wireless data logger. Uh, this is neat. We have these pulse oximeters that are coming in soon that have BLE support. And you can really easily connect them with CircuitPython and read uh, the pulse oximeter data, the, the blood gas, and your uh, pulse rate. And then he sends that to an SD card, so he data logs it with the timestamp. So you can um, you know, put it on and it automatically start data logging um, for you, and then you can uh, take the SD card out and plot it or keep track of your um, pulse, uh, blood oxygen and pulse rate uh, throughout the week. Um, and then I published a quickie guide on reverse engineering and using uh, these thermal fever scanner cameras that only have uh, closed source Windows software and uh, how to write some open CV code to connect them on a Mac. And we got data uh, on a Mac, so it's really good. Um, and if anybody who is an open CV Windows expert wants to look at the code and maybe tell me why it's not working on Windows but it works on Mac, that would be sweet. Um, but at least for now, we have uh, two most popular operating systems uh, being able to connect to these uh, the video output of these fever scanners. And we did a guide about it, too, uh, a video, one of the Desk of Lady 8 about Okay, 2,187, and we will have some more soon. We'll get to 2,200. That's right. Cool. Okay, we have some Made in New York City factory footage. Um, I'm going to talk about some of these. This is uh, Lady mm -hmm. and I, um, we have an overlapping shift with some of the folks. Yes. And then we're often doing things uh, with the machines off. Um, it's weird. At Adafruit at, at night or during the day when there's not as much activity. So um, but, you know, we're operating safe, we're operating smart, and so far 50 plus days-ish and no one's gotten ill and we're really proud of that. On uh, NAM.org, you can go there right now and you'll see a story about an electronic manufacturer that's sparking inspiration in New York City. If that woman there with the pink hair and the mask looks familiar, it's Our Lady Ada. It's me! Yeah, and uh, we're so happy and so thankful for the folks at the North American Manufacturers Association. They've helped us a lot um, with guidance and links and surveys and things to fill out and things to apply for and things to uh, do and people co to connect with over this last month. Um, we were talking to them before this, 
And then during this, we said, hey, like, as a manufacturer, there's a lot of things that we're trying to figure out. Um, do you have resources? Can you help us? What are the things? So thank you very much. Well, we'll now, soon we're now a member um, of the North American Manufacturer Association, and they just happened to have a story that came out around the same time. So thank you, everyone, over there uh, for that. We're in Business Insider this week. This is uh, Manufacturing News. You know, Business Insider normally doesn't cover manufacturers. Um, so Rosalind has a really good article about Adafruit. Um, check that out. I'm going to talk about manufacturing in New York right now. So uh, this is Governor Cuomo. I watch this every day. I watch Bellasio every single day. They have daily updates. And um, so folks are asking us, you know, when is Adafruit going to be shipping every order instantly? Well, if you order right now, we do ship it. Um, we've, we've made that clear because we're through most of the essential orders. We still get, you know, a fair amount a day. But now we have the capacity. So you can place an order. It'll start shipping. Um, around the 15th of May, it looks like there's going to be some type of businesses in phase one that can do more. So it's construction and manufacturing. And we've already been operating as an essential business. So we're going to make sure that we uh, reopen smart. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to probably keep the same amount of people we have. We'll add a few as it makes sense. Um, but that's probably going to be the next thing. In about two weeks, you'll start to see more types of business. Um, the other thing um, you're starting to see this around town here. So this is right across the street from Adafruit. Um, they, they got this uh, poster done yeah, real fast. So Disney is building a building across the street from Adafruit. I assume, they're still building it too. They're still building it. I, I do believe they're they're probably there. Maybe there's a reason it's considered essential, or maybe not. Maybe this is Disney, and they just do what Disney Disney wants. Um, but you're starting to see you know the same guidelines around and construction and manufacturing they have protocols and they have things that you do so understand why construction and manufacturing because they're used to helmets they're used to masks they're used yeah. to following strict things so um, we'll start to see that and I'm interested in um, how we reopen as a society and how we do it safe because there's no going back there's yeah. only ways forward um, so another thing about manufacturing more New York City has a sector advisory council Large businesses, small businesses, public health, labor, arts, culture, tourism, nonprofits, social services. And uh, one thing that I'm really interested in is for the other part of this, it's called the Fair Recovery Task Force, which makes sure when we recover, we're now talking to businesses like a woman-owned manufacturing company, Adafruit. So, um, Who hires New Yorkers. Yeah. So Fred Wilson is a well-known venture capitalist in New York City. Fred Wilson has helped a lot in the computer science and education mm-hmm. uh, arena for New York City schools. And what I'm hoping is when we return to this new type of work, that Adafruit will get a chance to be part of the New York City educational curriculum. We manufacture the electronics that a lot of New York City schools use, but there's also a lot of other companies from overseas or around you know diverse places in the world that have like not so great cheap electronics that are used in the school systems. Well, we have low cost, great electronics that's made here in New York City. So I'm hoping a technologist like Fred knows like, oh yeah, there's this Adafruit company. They do open source hardware. They do open source hardware. They do. We're the the engine that powers a lot of New York startups. Yeah. And so if you are in a technology startup that probably got funding from uh, Union Square Ventures, you probably use our stuff if it's any type of hardware startup. So I'm excited by that. The other thing I'm excited by is Adafruit is now FDA registered. Um, We'll have a post about this soon. We've been doing so many things with things that are somewhat regulated or um, in the world of medical now. So we went ahead and made sure that we're doing everything right. So now we're FDA registered. Um, On that note, this is a giant stack of face shields that uh, Lady Ada is standing next to. These are all the materials for it. 
and these are the things that we're making. There, look at it. It's like see, it's so tall. Yeah, we have a lot going on. Um, we want to make sure that we have enough face shields if there's a, another wave, and we're also still supplying those to hospitals in New York. Uh, Dano got a chance to play with these fever scanners. He wanted to test out the... Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, he wanted to test out how hot it was and if it would detect a fever. Um, every single person at Adafruit has a, a temperature, uh, their temperature taken every day. We do that um, since the beginning because we wanted to make sure uh, it's just one of the things that you can do and it's one of the things that we do. We also have the fever scanners that will, uh, in a group of people, it'll say, you know, if someone has a fever, they'll just tell their That's temperature. That's the thing I hacked in the video. Yeah. Um, here is a fun uh, sped up. This is us cutting um, the face shields using a Glowforge. Um, that helps expedite some of the cutting of these things. Zoop, zoop. One of the... That's um, the speed demon. Yeah. One of the uh, things that I've taken on is... Uh, I've been talking to doctors that um, are on the front lines in here in New York City, and they said, you know, here's the ways that people are getting this, and here's some of the things that you can do. So shared restrooms... Uh, one of the things that I was concerned about and one of the things you can do is use various disinfectants, be on a regular schedule, make sure you're using something like a 1 to 100 bleach solution. There's lots of things you can do and we're doing that. So we have three floors and we have a very strict protocol and that's managed to keep us safe over the last 50-ish days. Um, the other thing we decided to do is we now have a um, defibrillator on each floor. Because if something does happen, and you know we don't have a workforce that has any conditions like this, but you never know, um, we have a defibrillator on each floor. Because what I'm worried about is it's hard to get medical service to come to you to do something like this. So we, at least we have this now. You see these in restaurants and airplanes and yeah, they're required in, in some buildings. We're you know we're not one that requires them, but we thought. Yeah. Especially since, you know, we have people still working and EMS and when, was saying like, hey, we're, we're booked. Yeah, and when, when we have a smart return to work, I want to make sure that if something comes up, we're over-prepared. Yeah. We have everything possible. So I want to yeah. be able to operate in a way that like, okay, if something happens, like someone's having a heart issue, we can at least uh, help them long enough for help to arrive. Yeah. And now this is one of the things that does that. And then it uh, wouldn't be a New York City, New York City factory footage. Uh, without a sped up. So this is the construction that's going across the street from Adafruit right now. And uh, I'm adding one thing. I'll try to remember to do this each week. But uh, every Friday we have an all-company meeting called State of the Fruit. Used to do it in person, now we do it virtually. And uh, People that are at the office, uh, we have a small team, you know, we have the staggered shifts, but uh, the entire team, 135 plus people, we all come together and we talk about what's going on. And uh, it's only half an hour, but um, we this is a tradition that we've done in the past and we've carried it on. And one of the things uh, that I wanted to talk about just for one second, if you don't have an all company weekly meeting and an emergency comes up, a crisis comes up, then you have to start that whole process. And it's scary for people. It's scary or whatever. And then when things aren't going on, if you have an all-company meeting, it's like, uh-oh, it's layoff time or something. So yeah. if you're someone who works at a company or if you're someone who runs a company, you know, don't – there's a lot of things that I can't wait to leave behind, like infections and viruses. But one of the things I, I'm, I'm hopeful that a lot of people keep and bring with them yeah. is the idea that you can communicate with your team on a regular basis in a variety of ways and keep them – involved and give them all the information as transparent as possible. Um, today we tweeted, 
this is another payroll day. That's right. Today, we paid everyone. That's right, everyone. And the reason we're able to do that is because we built a strong, stable company together to get through this. We have no layoffs, no cut hours, no furloughs. All the contractors are paid. The cleaning service that we use, we're paying them so they pay their team because if we don't, they have to let those people go. So we're doing it all. And if we can do it, others can do it. Um, we're not going to be able to do it forever, but if we can continue to do a good job, people staying home, flattening this curve, we'll be able to go back and we'll recover. Yeah. We got through Sandy. We got through other things. We'll get through this. Um, thank you, everyone who's placing orders, especially tonight. It's very much appreciated. That'll help get us through it. So that's our um, Made in New York City uh, uh, segment this week. Time to go to 3D printing. Okay. Yeah, back-to-back videos today. Back-to-back videos. Double I'm going to run the DIY thermal camera because we didn't have that last week. That's right. The slim Q case and yeah. then the speed up. Okay. Okay. See you on the other side. Yep. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're building a thermal camera using Adafruit's Pi Badge. We think this could be really handy, especially if you need to take temperatures without having to touch anything. This project uses the Adafruit Pi Badge in the MLX90640 IR thermal camera breakout. We designed and 3D printed a case to house the electronics. It could also be attached to a tripod. This has some really nice features like being able to capture and store images. You can also customize the UI to display Fahrenheit or Celsius. It can detect a 32 by 24 pixel grid of temperatures with either a 55 or 110 degree field of view. The code was written by Eduardo and it uses the Adafruit Arcata libraries for Arduino. It uses TinyUSB for storing images to the QSPY flash and creates a virtual USB drive. The code is available on GitHub so you can start building your own mini thermal camera. Get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. The 3D printed parts are designed to print without any support material. Be sure to check out the learn guide for the code, wiring diagram, files, and a full step-by-step -step tutorial. So if you're looking to build a low-cost thermal imaging camera, definitely check this out. Thanks so much for watching, and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. Hey, what's up folks? In this project, we're making a slim case for the Adafruit Clue dev board. It features a removable bottom piece so you can access the edge connector. With the bottom piece removed, you can connect alligator clips to the edge connector. This makes connecting other boards like the Stemma speaker much more plug and play. The case is 3D printed using PLA material and it doesn't require any support material. The case snap fits together and it doesn't need any hardware screws to secure the board. The built-in tab lets you press the reset button so you can upgrade the firmware. You can use the JST port to plug in an external LiPo battery for those portable projects. You also have access to the USB port and the Stemma port so you can reprogram and easily connect more sensors. Be sure to check out the guides on the Adafruit Learning System for project ideas and demo code. Thanks so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit.
All right, and don't forget every single Wednesday, starting at 11 a.m., we have 3D Hangouts with No Pager, and then we have a special show and tell that they do. Okay, it is now time for our favorite segment. It's brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit. It is time for... That's right. I on MPI. That's right. With a great new theme song now. What okay. is I on MPI this week? This week's I on MPI is the Max 86150 uh, combined pulse oximetry and EKG sensor chip. Medical chips in the news. From Max. Medical chips. In our new product introduction. Right. Well, we did a pulse oximeter teardown as one of our video a couple weeks ago, and people in the chat were saying, well, how can I make my own pulse, pulse oximeter? And they're like, oh, there's this Maxim chip. Um, so I kind of looked into, like, you know, what what's up. And this is actually a more recent um, upgrade to the Maxim pulse oximetry chips. The 86150, 86, what I think is interesting about it is it adds an EKG uh, analog front end to it so it's not only for blood gas but also you can actually get like a pretty good EKG signal I was actually trying out this test kit um, so uh, let's go to the overhead real yeah, fast because I want to show this we have off. a few things um, with this collection here yeah this is the dev kit and then we have you know what you wanted to show and you actually have one here yeah I didn't know if I was going to get it in time, but I did. So uh, here's the chip itself. Um, maybe I'll zoom in super close because I want to show that. And I'll just focus in on it. Yeah, you can. Okay. And the so other thing we can do, tell me when it's where you want it. Oh. Hold on. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So let's Zooming. see if I can... Oh my god, you're so close. Yeah. So you can see that this is actually, a, there's a chip inside, and you can see the two LEDs over here. That's pretty good. Yeah, this is pretty amazing. And then, um, well, oops. as soon as I say it's pretty good. It's too much. Yeah, it doesn't, it's, it's like too much. But you saw there, there's, there's some LEDs. Yeah. Um, oh, wow, it's totally, it's totally unhappy. This is so it cool. It does not like it. Hold on, we went we went too we much. Went, we went too far. Can you uh, zoom out? Okay. Sorry. Uh, exciting times here at the overhead camera. Um, so we've got um, a Maxim feather here. So that's kind of cool. Um, we didn't pick this because it uses a uh, feather and is basically a feather wing, but that's a nice bonus. Um, so this is a Maxim uh, Cortex M4 chip, and it's got a little Bluetooth module as well. And then um, here is, you know, the, the pulse oximetry chip. So to do the pulse oximetry, you put your finger over this and you don't have to have like LED and sensor on two different sides. It actually bounces the light through the finger and then detects it on the same die, which is kind of nice because it's a simpler build. Also means it can go into wearables a lot easier. It can go to like a wristwatch or something that goes on, on your ear, for example, your fingertip. But it's an easier construction because you don't have to worry about light shining through the finger. You just need... Um, you know, it to be close to the skin. And here's what's interesting. So these are two dry contacts uh, for EKG or ECG measurements. So normally you have um, EKG where you have, uh, you know, probe contacts go to, um, you know, left, right, and leg. Or maybe just left, right if it's a very simple one. Um, for this one, um, you actually just put your thumbs on it. And it actually can measure... Um, your EKG through that. It, like if you have seen gym equipment where you grab it with your fingers or you have a little 
a handheld EKG. Yeah. Um, it's the same kind of technology there. It's actually, it, it, it's a good enough analog front end. I tried it out and you can really get EKG signal out of it. Um, another thing that's really nice about this, let's go to the photos. Yeah, you have a few. We've got these. Yeah, so here's showing how you can, you know, you put two fingers on and then a third finger on top to do the pulse oximetry. Um, yeah. So it's a kind of a, a nice combo. And you see there's almost no components needed. There's only like a couple capacitors and resistors um, required. It's a very integrated chip, which I think is nifty. Um, I even show like, they're like, here's all you need to hook it up. It has I2T out with an interrupt pin. So um, I think it's 1.8 volts, so you'll need a level shifter. But other than that, you can use it with like pretty much any microcontroller you like. And uh, you get some really good bio data. I'm going to definitely make a breakout with this, uh, maybe even like a Featherwing, um, because this is a cool chip. And I think people um, will definitely use this for projects. I'm also wondering if maybe the ECG can be used for uh, muscle detection as well, not just... Um, heart rate so like you can tweak all the filters and the gain and stuff yeah. and see what you can do what's cool is like you know this is our this is a feather format yeah We're doing this ion mpi thing with digikey and it happens to be a very useful thing that you're here about in the news right now yeah so this is a good uh, ion mpi this week lady it is so if folks want to get it they should go to digikey.com and they should look for this part number that's right um so that's the part number for the individual chip it comes in tray and also um tape and reel i've got a little piece of tape here i got 10 10 sensors so you can get it on here, tape the overhead. Overhead. I'm not sure. Hold on. there you go and there it then is. uh yeah so i can show you the underside is, you know, a little bit complicated, but not too bad. It's definitely pick and placeable, um, yeah. reflowable, uh, so integrated. Uh, it's not too inexpensive either. It's only a couple bucks. Um, it's a great way to make uh, a bio feedback or bio reading sensor circuit. And then the eval kit's very affordable too. I suggest picking it up because it has this nice Bluetooth connectivity software. So I got it running on my Windows machine in like 10 minutes. It was super easy. And we'll do a little write-up about it. And you can, you know, it starts graphing the data, you know, within a couple minutes of, of you downloading it and installing it. So a very easy sensor kit, nice work maxim. And that is Ion MPI this week, brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit. Ion MPI. All right, it is now time for, you guessed it, Lady Ada, yeah. new products. Okay. A reminder for everyone to forget we've got gift certificates. We have Adafruit IO Plus accounts. We have Adabox. This is the Adabox. Uh, I'm spoiling it. This is what it's going to be. We're shipping them more to you. Um, and we're also doing. Yeah, the cloning machine guy. We're also doing uh, some services and logistics for various organizations. Um, but the new products for this week is. Elastic. Yay! We got a ton of elastic from making face shields. We actually kind of got a little bit too much because we didn't know which supplier would be able or, to Or not it. enough, depending not on enough. what happens. Yeah. So if yeah. you're making face shields and um, you want some elastic, uh, we have these in packs of 10. They're pre-cut. Um, they do contain the latex, but uh, we found that pretty much any elastic that most people are using to make face shields will have latex. And as long as you tell the people uh, you're giving the face shields to, that they tend to not have a problem with it. Um, most people who are using these face shields are putting them over, you know, um, bonnets or um, other protective gear, and so it doesn't actually touch the skin, anyways. But still, it's good to let people know. Um, so check that out if you're doing PPE 
okay. at your makerspace. Next up, these came in. We got them. We got one yeah. for you. Uh, these are these raincoats. You, this was uh, Naomi Wu sent us this. Uh, she thought these were so cool. These are raincoats with a removable, like clear plastic face, and it was kind of like the um, yeah. The commuter hats, and so you were like, yeah. and they actually have just kind of cool rain jackets. Yeah, so we have we have a couple things that. Um, oh, uh, why don't you go get the rain hat real quick over there? Just one. Oh, of them. yeah, sure. So we have a few. So we're in a very populated city, and uh, you know you'll probably start making commuter choices, and uh, you know one of them is uh, this. This is a plastic that goes over. It's still breathable. Stops any splashy things. Yeah, it's you nice. You wear your mask underneath it. And then this is uh, the another one. It's, these are, you know, could be rain hats all the way to, um, you know, commuter hats. Um, so these and you saw these, you saw these hats in a photo. Yeah. So these are things that Lady and I, Lady and I use. Um, I could tell you, uh, it's about layers. You know how they say that in the wintertime? Mm. I feel the same way about PPE. So I wear gloves. I have a mask. Um, I always have some type of eye protection. And then if I'm going somewhere where there's lots of people. Um, even if I'm six feet apart, I do like to have uh, this uh, or something like this. It's also just a really nice rain jacket. Yeah, and uh, you know, look, here's the thing. This is a, this is all going to be normal soon, and uh, you may as well have the Adafruit battle-tested things in New York City. Um, also, if you get into like water fights. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a little bit of like. Okay, that's like a science fiction prop yeah. from some dystopia science fiction movie, but it's not. It's actually something that um, can help you out. So that's one of the things that we have available. And then the other thing that we have, and this is the star of the show this week. Yeah, these are um, Dano, who does um, runs like a lot of the machines at Adafruit. Uh, he made these. We, these were originally a 3D print design, and then they were a laser cut design from acrylic. But they were like, oh, you know, if we have all this flexible pet G left over from... The shield making, we're still using it, but there's just like so much of it. So I said, why don't you try cutting out a version? Uh, and these are very comfortable and they're ears, they're called ear savers. Um, so normally when you have a mask, I'll show them the overhead. When you have a, uh, let's, let's try, there you go. You have a mask like this is a simple one. Um, you have ear loops that go around your ears, but even if you have like a very soft fabric, Eventually, it starts like kind of scraping on your, your delicate behind the ear skin. Um, so, uh, in which case, you could use one of these, which is this little plastic piece that um, you fit the loop into and then it goes behind your head. And then uh, you have a couple different options for, for the widths um, and your ears are saved. So, a lot of um, doctors and nurses are liking these and they're requesting them. So I think we put the files up on Thingiverse. Yep. And we also have like packs of five for the cost of the plastic. Yep. Uh, so we're giving these away to frontline workers uh, and they're loving them because a lot of surgical masks and N95s and KN95s are ear loop only and these turn them into a round the head style. And because they're pet G, you just dunk them in bleach when you're done and uh, dry them off and you can use them again. Mr. Products. That's right. All right. New product recap this week. That's got right. gift certificates. We got Adafruit IO. We got Ada boxes, and we've got elastic. Ten, uh, sorry, ten pack. Yeah, ten pack of fourteen inch long, one inch wide elastic. Great for making PPE. We have a ton of these, so we thought we would get them out to the world of makers. We got the Urban Commuter raincoat. That means it has a like a face shield like thing on it that's flexible. It's clear. 
doesn't fog up. We Cyberpunk. Use, we use this every day when we go off to places in the office as we operate as an essential worker trying to help out the city and more. Next up. Flexible ear savers cut from PETG plastic. Uh, use these to turn uh, behind-the-ear loop style uh, masks into behind-the-head. Uh, keeps your delicate ear skin from getting chafed. Okay, and those new products. Okay, uh... Go start putting your questions at adafruit.it slash discord. Um, join all 18,000 of us. It's a 24-7 hackerspace that everyone is invited to. Um, we didn't have to start this during this. We had this already. So um, there's a big community that's there to help and share together. Um, let's do some top secret. From the vault. Okay, got a few things. Okay. Um, first up, uh, we are very interested in this idea of contact tracing yeah um, and location tracing location tracing and we're interested in the um i think it's called uh infection notification yeah uh from google and apple that they have that if you're exposed to someone with covid yeah it has a really uh low level operating system bluetooth low energy thing that's yeah going yeah on. like a, it's like a little advertising that yeah, changes but and it's that's encrypted. for public health Groups and you'll probably yeah. uh, hear about that app more. You've probably heard about it a lot. Um, what we're doing for our team and what we're in the middle of is, so I'll just use an example. So Lady Ada and I go to the Adafruit factory oh, every, pretty much every day. Night. Every day, we have things that we do, and yeah. we know when people are there. We know when we're there, and we also know if uh, one of us got ill, we would want to tell every single person that we interacted with from the last week or so. Hey, you know, one of us got ill. Now there's lots of testing, at least more testing in New York. Let's, let's say if one of us tested positive for COVID, we would be able to say, hey, uh, Janine, you were on the 7 p.m. shift yep. uh, two days ago. Um, wh one of us got tested positive. Uh, let's figure out the right protocols for you. So uh, if you have any symptoms, we, we now have contact tracing. Yeah. And that's what you hear in the news because someone in other countries, what they do is someone will call you, talk to you. Who did you work? Who did you talk to? Who are you with? We're all these things. But we have 300 million people. We have a lot of million people here. So one of the things we built was something for Adafruit. This is private. This is for Adafruit. So let's say I get the notification. You know, you and I, we, one of us tests positive. Uh oh, I got to tell everybody. So what I can do is immediately do a data dump of where I've been for the last week. Um, I'm also adding some features. Colin and team is doing that. Where we had my temperature log that I want to do each day. So here's um, a quick uh, video. Uh, this is uh, us just testing this out, not too far from Adafruit. And uh, this is just one of the things it does. It just keeps a log of where I was. And because I have a very specific schedule and I know everyone that I've interacted with and when, if something came up, I can dump the data log. Um, it goes to myself. And I can then match that up with my schedule and people so I can notify everybody, everybody who we interacted with. Mm. So that's uh, that's our contact tracer that we're working on. Um, next up, we are doing a uh, no-contact thermometer using Feather. And uh, we hope to have a very low-cost version that we can make lots of. Uh, here's a quick demo. First Adafruit no-contact IR thermometer test worked out. This is using Adafruit Feather. Got it done. Just some stuff we had to line around yeah. the house. There we go. Good so, stuff. Round one. Then uh, we explored the world of UVC, and yes. this video is about four minutes, so check it out. It has a lot of good information. We bought 
and had a bunch of things. We're working on some UVC stuff, but we wanted to test it with the real equipment that you need to test these That's things. Right. So take it away past us. Data, what is this? Hey, you cool cats and kittens. Today we're going to be testing out some UVC decontamination lights and LEDs. Uh, we picked up an X-Tech UVC light meter. This is SDL 470. You can pick these up at digikey.com. They're not inexpensive, but this is really the only way to get calibrated UVC light sensing. Yeah, I've seen all the online ads that everyone else has for all sorts of uh, UVC looking things. So not only are we developing uh, some at Adafruit, but we had to have this testing equipment, which we have, and we also bought ones to figure out which ones are good and which ones are not. Yeah, so. so this is the calibrated UVC sensor. So the first thing we're going to test out is this like decontamination yeah. so you, baggie. Yeah, you're supposed to like put your phone in it and you like, yeah. they say leave it in there for like, you know, two hours or something. Okay, so for this one, we're measuring, you know, at the bottom of the bag, kind of in the center, about 100 to 125 microwatts per centimeter squared of UVC light. And then we're going to check okay. out um, this little handheld so bulb. 11 watt. So yeah, 11 watt sterilization. Yeah. Okay. So I'll put a couple inches away. And this one is, you know, about five times as much light. It's about 500 to 600 microwatt per centimeter squared. And how long would you have to leave something in the box and then not so far to, to decontaminate? Um, okay, so looking it up, uh, the notes are for decontamination of an N95 mask, one joule per centimeter squared. Um, and then for inactivation of coronaviruses, which I don't know the difference between inactivation and decontamination, maybe it just means they just don't function anymore, but they're still there. It's only one millijoule. So for this one, if you want to decontaminate three hours to deactivate one minute, okay. for this one to um, decontaminate, it would be um, about 30 minutes, so half an hour, and to inactivate 10 seconds. So, okay. this so this is pretty good. This is a nice wand. You would wand something over. Yeah, and you just do it continuously, making yeah, okay. sure you got 10 seconds total okay. per, per surface. All right, then we have a bigger one here. Then we have this big one. And what's interesting is this is, um, you know, this is this holder wasn't actually meant for UVC light. So it was funny because we were, like, testing it, and we're like, oh, my God, the value is zero. But it's yeah, actually it because um, this plastic cover is UVC filtering, which is good because usually you don't okay. want to have UVC light. So. Okay being very careful don't look at this um, yeah it is about you know 500 to 800 microwatts per centimeter so almost a whole okay milliwatt per centimeter put that on okay. immediately okay and then yeah. you have a couple other options then these are the um these are the uvc leds we're experimenting with a lot of these um, this is one type and one model, yeah. and uh, we're not happy with the performance yet, but we need to figure out some stuff. So yeah. this one, uh, look how close we are. So getting it. really close, it's really only close. like 65. So it's yeah. half as strong as even this like decontamination bag for iPhones. Yeah. And this is a lot more expensive. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not really convinced by UVC LEDs. I mean, these bulbs are easily available and oh, they're inexpensive. Yeah. If you get a real UVC bulb, it seems like... You know, they're quite powerful, even ones that are meant for, you know, this is for aquariums. Yeah. And then finally, you got this, right. like, disco so, light. So this is what you see everywhere. They're, and, and they, you know, they charge 20 bucks or whatever. And a lot of people, um, I've seen photos online where they're like, I have this. And, you know, they put it on top of their, like, shoe rack or something like that. This does absolutely nothing. Zero. 
Zero. It's a it's a purple light. Zero. Zero. This does not This has no Zero. UVC yeah. light coming from. It's great yeah. for your blacklight room. Yeah. It's great if you want to find stains on your white sheets, I guess. Yeah. But it is not useful. So for decontamination. So this one, you can do some things. So here we go. Look, it goes up to you know if you get really, you really close. touch it. Really oh, touch it's so it. close. Yeah. It's like two thousand. Yeah. Well, it even changes units. It's like up to a, a milliwatt. Of course, yeah. you want it to be a little far away. Yeah. But then I think this one is this one's really good. And these bulbs are not too expensive. You know, they're only um, you know they're only like twenty bucks a piece. So this one it can go up to two. But you're really close. Three. Yeah. yeah. So let's put this back on. Stay safe. Okay. All right. So Thank don't you. look at the bulbs. Yeah. But now you know the secret of UVC decontamination bulbs versus yeah. LEDs. We're learning a lot too, so we'll post more as we learn more. All right, and just a little bit of recap. Yeah, the UVC LEDs have a huge heat sink. Um, the purple light, you know, you want that one to work because it looks cool. It's yeah. like, boy, that'd be great if that purple light did something. Yeah, it does nothing. It, the goggles, they do nothing. Um, also, Philby is working on some cool stuff. This is an amazing light painter that's powered by CircuitPython. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit about one of our next big projects that we're going to try to do. Um, we want to get everyone who needs a mask in New York City a mask. Um, and we're just going to bypass all the things that is hard for people, like logos. <laughs> we already have one. Um, nice logo there. Yeah, so Thanks, Bruce. NYC Makes Masks is what we're calling this. So um, during this entire crisis, a lot of things we didn't have. And... According to like elastic, but now we have a lot. Well, according to a lot of people who do this for a living, virologists, yeah. infectious disease specialists, there's a good chance we're going to be back to uh, dealing Here. with this in September. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, it'll take me a long time to process. I'm still trying to keep it all together and help as much as I can. After this, I'm just going to like need a week to just like think about what happened. But we didn't have a lot of things we needed. And we kept running into roadblocks. And I say we as a community and a society mm -hmm. and as a group of people in New York, um, the supply chains started to close down. Being able to get things like masks, mm -hmm. simple masks. These used to be 30 cents. Now they're like $5 each. Yeah. So there's so many things that we said, okay, let's do what we can with what we have now. Um, New York City needed face shields. We stopped everything, pivoted. Ha became an essential business for not only ventil like ventilator, yeah, yeah, not only for like ventilator components and things that other groups needed um, because we have the manufacturing capability, but also face shields. But one of the things we don't have is uh, masks, and uh, we need masks in New York City. These are the blue surgical ones. These are things like the fabric masks, the fabric filtering masks. ones. These whatever. are things Something. Like in the N95 world. Um, so what we're going to try to do is a fundraise, and you're probably saying, well. Why don't you just ask like one of these like rich VCs or these oligarchs that have billions of dollars that always say I want to change the world? Especially um, ones who funded companies that based their hardware off of our hardware. Yeah, so that's not going to happen. Um, I spent the weekend talking to all of them, and uh, they're not going to do it. Nope. So um, I, I think I understand the reason they want to work on a vaccine. They want to they want to deploy it on blockchain or something. Um, but the thing that we know is every person needs a mask. So other countries, when you go into the subway, you can get a mask. When you get out of the subway, you can get a mask. When you go to work, you get a mask. In New York City, there's dog parks everywhere. Someone has a job where they put in the little blue bags to put dog poop in. We figure this out. And so I want to make sure 
everyone has a mask around uh, New York City. Yeah. There shouldn't be anyone who doesn't have a mask. The cloth ones, they're fine, but people have to remember to wash them. They have to do things. If you look at countries, specifically in Asia, who's had to deal with this, there's face masks everywhere, and they're manufactured there. And so what we're trying to do Take is... Take all the money that, we're, that we have raised by, with the, with the plastic bag ban... Sure. And then we can sure. so you can spend that money on getting people back. So we have a loan request from our bank Chase. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they got back to us today. They said, "Look, we're doing all this PPP loan stuff. We'll get to you when we can." Yeah. We're talking to other financial institutions. Um, I, wh- and I'll, I'll tell you why we're trying to get a loan. Um, the machines go from five hundred thousand dollars to five million. Uh, we think we can do this for $800,000. Sounds like a lot. It's not. Every single one of our machines at Adafruit is over a million dollars that makes, you know, com- that makes, puts the components on circuit boards. For us, this is like, this is normal. $800,000 would be a deal for a yeah. machine for us. Um, but this one specifically makes mass. First, it would be 10000 a day, then 20000 and then we'd be able to do a million a week. Yeah. And if we really are serious about reopening the economy, everyone needs a mask. We don't have a vaccine. We don't have millions of people tested every day. Everyone who's going to have to go to work, essential workers who are going to work, we all need masks. They need to be so prevalent so that you don't even need to think about it. Um, and then there's a lot of underprivileged communities. There's a lot of um, homeless. There's a lot of people that are just never going to have them, and we have to make that happen. So that's going to be an effort. Um, we're going to change our site so we can have like a GoFundMe-like section. We're going to talk to people who said, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to help. Um, if we have plan A, plan B, plan C, if we can't manufacture them, no problem. We're an importer of goods. We will continue to buy hundreds of thousands of masks. Uh, we have some on and the way right them, now. Like we have been doing. And, and donate them. And exactly. So um, that is that is one of our goals. Uh, a mask for every person. We're calling it NYC Mix Mask. We want to have the manufacturing capability. So in September, if we're back to this again, there's no like, what about, where's the mask? Are they in China? Where are they? Oh, they're stopped at the border. Oh, no, they're commandeered. Oh, no. If This is this is something we can make here. Um, so that's our big plan. That's top secret. You'll hear about it more soon. Back in the vault. Okay. All right, got some questions? Yeah, we have some questions lined up. Great. Um, we're going to do questions, and then we're going to do the um, Circuit Python, Python on Hardware newsletter. So don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Let's do it. Okay, first up, any recommendation for an M4-based Feather type board with Wi-Fi included? Um, it is going to go into a cricket, um, so I'd rather save the space um, as a separate wing, though that could be an option. Yeah, we don't have an all-in-one feather. We have an all-in-one metro. So your best bet is take an M4 feather and then pop a airlift feather wing on top, but it should work just fine. Okay. Uh, a couple people like the... Uh, oh, uh, can you talk about your like, what type of engineer you are? So there's a lot of I'm young elect- folks. I'm an electrical engineer. So you deal with electricity. Yes, I deal with electricity. I went to school for electrical engineering. Okay. Um, question. Are all your products made with lead-free solder? It's difficult to reflow BGA parts at home with unleaded solder, but I was curious if uh, the yield tree or boards for that SIM 800 or the NRF 52840, for example, are affected if you use lead-free paste. We have to use lead-free for everything. We, uh, we are fully lead-free, um, even though you're not legally required to in America. But, you know, if we export a lot to Europe, and, and it's actually a pretty good idea to have lead-free. Well, because we have automated, you know, pick-and-place machines, the yield... Um, it's not too bad, you know, you have to just make sure your paste is, is fresh and, you know, you cycle it often and you have to have a g- good stencil. Um, a good stencil is key because you have to have good paste coverage. Um, but, you know, in the oven, sometimes you have to tweak it, but um, we don't have any issue with yield. Our yields are usually like, you know, 98, 99%, um, 100 for the really good stuff. Sometimes it's a little, 
lower for some complicated boards, but you know we get better and better at them. Yeah, and then someone noted if you have lead free, you know, there's more. There tends to be more smoke. That's one of the things. Um, for hand soldering, yeah. yeah, we don't do that much hand soldering, um, so you know we, it doesn't really affect us. We just have to have the oven be hotter, but almost all components are temperature rated for lead free processes now. Okay. Um, next up. Oh, yeah, for Ion MPI, um, someone wanted the product number. Yeah. Let me find it here for the DigiKey site. Here it is. Max86150. Go to digikey.com and type that in. It's interesting. It's not the Max3100 series. That's the other. That's why I didn't see this at first because I assumed, like, oh, all of the pulse oximeters will be under Max301 something something. It's a totally different part number. Yeah. Okay. Next up, um, let me go to the question thing here. Okay, um, I have the answer to this one. Do you, you have any guides to help us migrate from prototype to product? Yes, we have an entire video series called Maker to Market. That's right. Where Lady Ada starts with the design of the Circuit Playground Express. Part one. As an idea and as a prototype and goes all the way to manufacturing. Part 10. Yes. So we did that with DigiKey as well. Yeah, and it was called Maker to Market. And it was like, we just did a video a week, guide a week, all these things. So watch that because we even go to the marketing. We go into the certifications. We go into the manufacturing. We go into the parts procurement. We go into the design of it. We go into how do you do um, a launch yeah. with a product. All of it. Yeah, and there's a lot of choices you have to make. You know, when you when you do the, the productionizing of a, of a product, you have to make it low cost. But easy to use, high quality, um, but you know, uh, affordable. So it's not it's not easy. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see if there's any other questions. But I think we're gonna go to the uh, uh, video newsletter. That's right. And then we're gonna say a special goodbye. So uh, watch the video newsletter. We'll be back in just a few minutes and uh, hang out. And uh, thank you so much for Katni. Katni doing this, and uh, there is so much going on in Python and hardware this the week. The ASMR of Python. Yeah, we wanted to uh, have uh, one specific section of the show where we can go over all of this. It's my time to catch up on Python on hardware, I too. I listening. Because we're, our lives and schedules are very different right now. I look forward to when they return, but I'm so thankful we have a team that can carry the Blinka, Blinka torch. As we, um, as we... Blinka would be okay, Torch. You'd have to, like, have good abs. Yeah, Blinka right. tail can carry it, so... Okay. All right. Python on hardware time. Take it away, Katni. It's that time again. This is Katni with your weekly Python on hardware news. Every week, we put together the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter. It is available through adafruitdaily.com. Head over to sign up and see all of the past and current newsletters or tune in each week to hear what's going on. Adafruit is continuing to operate as an essential business under New York City executive order to provide assistance with the COVID-19 outbreak. Most employees are working remotely, while a few are working in the Adafruit factory to help manufacture and ship desperately needed PPE to the surrounding area and beyond. This week, Adafruit spoke to Business Insider about the changes involved with shifting focus to coronavirus crisis relief in a safe and efficient manner, including staggering shifts, using an on-site fever scanner, and wearing masks and gloves. Phil continues to keep the Adafruit factory a clean and safe place for those who are still coming in. Adafruit continues to manufacture face shields and is now prepping them for inclusion in the Adafruit shop. 
If you're looking to buy Adafruit products in general at this time, consider purchasing from our partner DigiKey at digikey.com or by clicking the DigiKey button found on many of our product pages at adafruit.com. If you are looking to place an essential COVID-19 related order, check out the Adafruit Learn system for a guide on placing COVID-19 related orders or email COVID-19 at adafruit.com if you have questions specific to making an essential order. April 29th, 2020 is MicroPython's 7th birthday. To celebrate, they are asking people to share their MicroPython Pie Board projects. The MicroPython team will pick a winner to receive a Pie Board D-Series circuit board and a runner-up to receive a MicroPython t-shirt. Find all the details on Twitter and Facebook. The MicroPython website recently refreshed their downloads page. Check it out at micropython.org download. CircuitPython 5.3.0 Release Candidate 0 was released this week. If there are no major issues found, it will be released as 5.3.0 stable. This release has a number of new features and improvements, including support for RGB matrix display, adding fill to display I.O. bitmap, improvements to the STM32 and LightX ports, improvements to Microlab, and the addition of three new boards. To download it, visit circuitpython.org downloads, choose your board, and download the latest unstable release of CircuitPython. All testing and feedback is greatly appreciated. A new port of Cyanobyte, the Google driver generator, to MicroPython automatically generates I2C drivers in a standardized way. It also supports Raspberry Pi. Author Nick Felker states it shouldn't be too hard to support CircuitPython 2. Code is available on GitHub. Harvard University is offering free online courses including programming. They state that they have 448 courses with 6 million students in 193 countries. The selection includes their CS50 programming classes. Check out CS50's Web Programming with Python and JavaScript, which is a 12-week-long class and build is available now. Visit online-learning.harvard.edu catalog to learn more. Hackspace Magazine Issue 30 features an article about the new Microlab library port to CircuitPython. Microlab is a subset of the Python data crunching library NumPy. An Adafruit clue board is used to demonstrate the power of fast mathematics on microcontrollers. Download or subscribe at hackspace.raspberrypi.org issues. Plastilogic of Dresden, Germany has released a new circuit Python library called PLMicroEPD. This is a library and tools written in CircuitPython for their flexible organic e-ink displays. Code is available on GitHub. You can automate production with Python. CAD Query is a Python-based mechanical design framework with an associated library for the creation of assemblies called CQ Parts. It can be used, for example, in the fabrication of panels for enclosures. The team states they know that other code-based frameworks exist, like OpenSCAD and ImplicitCAD, but they've been using CAD Query because of the following. It's Python, not a new domain-specific language to learn. It has great geometry selection, sort of like CSS, called CAD Query String Selectors. It is built on top of OpenCascade, a powerful solid modeling kernel. 
and CQ Parts has powerful mating and constraint features, including mates which modify the geometry of the underlying part. Their blog post on crowd supply has additional details. Adafruit has always been an open source hardware company, predating the Open Source Hardware Association certification process. We have finally finished submitting all of our hardware to Oshawa for certification as open source. This week, 48 new boards were certified, including the Feather M0 Wi-Fi, the Cricket for Circuit Playground Express, and the Monster Mask. TG Techie posts to Twitter a custom-designed watch using the NRF52840 on a custom board and running CircuitPython. Thea wrote a blog post about designing the Winterbloom Big Honking Button Eurorack module. The post explores hardware design and discusses the different circuit designs and component selections. Check it out at blog.thea.codes. Brian Walton created a Google Calendar viewer using PyPortal and CircuitPython. Find a detailed write-up on ryantwalton.com projects. Trammell posts to Twitter an experimental port of MicroPython to the ResMed S10 CPAP BiPAP machine. Code is available on GitHub. Details are available at airbrake.dev. Build a sim stapler simulator using a stapler, a Circuit Playground Express, and Circuit Python. The distance estimation team at COVIDWatch is using Circuit Python for tests to support their COVID-19 anonymous exposure notification app. This takes advantage of the growing BLE capability in Circuit Python. Team member Dar Scott, who uses Clue in measurements, is also pondering whether Clue or Circuit Playground Bluefruit can join phones in being part of the network of exposure notification apps. Learn more at covid-watch.org. Ferry the Maker built a super-vitaminated, game-of-life-inspired project with an Adafruit RGB matrix, a Raspberry Pi, and Python. Code and Solder posts to Twitter, playing NES on a bigger screen, now using RetroPie running on a Raspberry Pi. An Adafruit Pi badge running CircuitPython and an HID keyboard program is used as a game controller. Code and Solder also posts a write-up about using a Raspberry Pi as an SWD programmer to flash CircuitPython onto a particle xenon board. Check it out at codeandsolder.com blog. Dork Energy shares a GUI interface for Adafruit's command line AmPy utility that allows you to transfer files from your computer to an ESP32 or similar device. Code is written in Python. User 9747 posts code to GitHub enabling you to write your Python code in Malayalam and compile it using their Vasa script as well as a VS Code extension. Learn how to develop an extensible web scraper with Python, requests, and BS4 from a blog post on janowski.dev. Kester Lester posts images of converting a 1927 vintage desk phone into a mobile phone with talk and text using a Pi board and MicroPython. WaspOS provides a simple digital clock application for Pine Time and access to the MicroPython REPL for interactive testing and tweaking. Code is available on GitHub. 
The number of CircuitPython-supported microcontrollers and single-board computers grows every week. This week, there was one new board added to CircuitPython.org, the Onion Omega 2 Plus. Are you interested in adding a new board to CircuitPython? Check out the Adafruit Learn system for a series of guides about getting your board added to CircuitPython and CircuitPython.org. There was one new Python and hardware-related guide in the Adafruit Learn system this week. Brent posted a PyPortal quarantine clock using CircuitPython. It obtains the precise time from the internet using the PyPortal's built-in Wi-Fi module, then updates and displays an estimate of the day and time, such as Thursday, mid-morning. The current number of CircuitPython libraries is 226. There is one new library this week, Adafruit CircuitPython Phona, as well as a number of updated libraries. As always, visit circuitpython.org libraries to download the latest bundle. Included in this week's updates from the CircuitPython team, Dan is still working on implementing the Adafruit BLE services needed to talk to the Circuit Playground app. It is mostly done, but there were some changes needed to CircuitPython. After that's done, he'll be looking at using Bleak on a host computer to implement BLEIO under Blinka. As well, he is looking at BLE-capable bathroom scales and blood pressure monitors to communicate with. Jeff released 5.3.0 RC0. If you encounter any problems with it, please let us know on Discord, the forums, or on GitHub. Thank you to all who contributed to this new version. It is a community effort. The RGB matrix code, formerly known as Protomatter, he's been working on for several weeks is in the new release, and the related guide has been published. We've got pinouts for five different CircuitPython boards and four examples ranging from simple scrolling text to an implementation of John Conway's Game of Life. John Conway's dedication to recreational mathematics was an important element in his own development of love for mathematics and computers. Conway recently passed away. Lucian spent time working on documentation settings and reviews for the CircuitPython STM port, including looking into why the ST dev boards for CircuitPython did not list their supported modules correctly in the support matrix. In the process, he ended up revising a number of flags across the build process, making the process of developing a new port more standard across all of CircuitPython. Melissa focused on moving several repositories still using Travis CI to GitHub Actions. One of the things involved in doing that was going through and making sure the code was formatted properly and documented. The hardest library to move over was Blinka because it involved addressing over 800 items that Pylint found. Most of these were making sure all of the files, classes, and public functions were properly documented, but it had code improvement suggestions as well. However, it was completely worth it because now when new code is submitted, it will be checked that it is properly formatted prior to merging in. PyCon US 2020 online continues with many talks, tutorials, and more already posted. Visit us.pycon.org slash 2020 slash online to find links to all of the currently available content or sign up for the mailing list to receive updates. You can also check out the PyCon US 2020 YouTube channel to find video content. EuroPython 2020 this year will be an online conference from July 23rd to 26th, including two conference days with keynotes, talks, lightning talks, and poster sessions, and two sprint days with multiple sprint teams. 
Attending the conference days will require a ticket and participating in the sprints will be free. Check out ep2020.europython.eu for details. PyCon AU has announced that they are holding PyCon Line AU in August. Check out 2020.pycon.org.au for more information. PyCon India 2020, the premier conference in India on using and developing the Python programming language, will be held online from October 3rd through 5th, 2020. A call for proposals is now open through the 14th of August. Visit in.pycon.org slash 2020 for details regarding the CFP and the conference. Looking for more Python on hardware all week? Join the Adafruit community on Discord and check out the Help with CircuitPython and CircuitPython channels. We're over 18,000 strong and continuing to grow. You'll find a supportive, positive community filled with like-minded folks. Join at adafru.it slash discord. And that is your Python on hardware news for this week. Visit adafruitdaily.com to subscribe to the newsletter or tune in again next week. And that is how you do Python on hardware. Thank you so much, Katni. Yay! I'm now okay. caught up. I know. Um, all right, so that's our show for tonight. Okay, everybody. thanks everybody. Thank you. I first want to say thank you, Jesse May, who's running Slack uh, behind the scenes. Thank you, Jesse May. I miss you so much. Yeah, and uh, I get to do a weekly meeting with all the teams. I know. So I, maybe, I should, maybe I should pull you in for some of these. I have to do like a bunch of like I know, little mini. I have to do a bunch of little mini meetings all mm. week, um, so I get to see some. Um, Friendly faces from Adafruit on a pretty regular basis, yeah. even though we're not in the same room anymore. Um, and special thanks to our entire community and our customers. Um, you can, like I said, order stuff. We will ship it. Just yes. Uh, might Maybe not, not as instantly might fast. Might not, not be within four minutes, but it might be within four hours or four days sometimes because um, I know someone in shipping. Um, and if, if it's essential, don't forget to check off yeah, essential. You can get gift certificates if you want to do stuff like that, but um, we are back. We all thank you. Um, that we're able to still have a way to get things to our customers. Um, if we don't have something in stock, um, you can also check out DigiKey as well, as well as all of our resellers um, at adafruit.com slash distributors. And uh, we'll make sure it gets you safely. Not only will it get to you safely, but we'll make sure our team stays safe as well. Of course. So uh, I also want to thank all of our Adafruit team members here, our Adafruit team members remote and around the world. I want to thank uh, all the first line folks that uh, we walk by six feet away on our way to work. They're yep. going to work. We're going to work. Yep. Um, we're all here in New York City. So you see a lot of doctors, a lot of nurses, a lot of UPS folks, a lot of folks. In, in there. Yeah. We're, scrubs getting hamburgers. We're one block away from, you know, a grocery store um, right at Adafruit. Um, there's a CVS. There's a Trader Joe's. So we all kind of go together, and we all have that nod. It's like, yep, we're doing this. You're wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. We're making We're all wearing masks. And, um. You know, it's amazing to see the the pride that everyone has that they know that they're helping. Like, every look for the helpers. That's that Mr. Rogers thing, but it's true. Um, there is a lot of character being revealed from a lot of people. So um, it's it's amazing to see in a city like New York and what we all do when we have to come together. Um, I'm looking forward to when we can be uh, mean to each other again. Uh, <laughs> the usual New Yorker. Uh, but right now, there's just a lot of compassion and a lot of kindness. I think we just have tough exteriors um, with uh, giant, gushy, soft interiors. Maybe that's why the outside has to be a little hard as New Yorkers. Okay. So thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. 
um, 8 p.m. Ask an Engineer. Don't forget to watch the rest of the show and more. Here is your moment of Zener. Bye, everybody.